Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to American Medicine Today, presented by the Bonatti Spine Institute, featuring internationally acclaimed inventor of the Bonatti Spine Procedures, Alfred Bonatti, MD. Once again, your host, Kimberly Burmel Bonatti, and co-host, Ethan Uecker. Thank you for listening to American Medicine Today. I'm Kimberly Bonatti alongside Ethan Euchre and world-renowned orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Alfred Bonatti. We have <laughs> on the line Clark Elliott, Associate Professor of Artificial Intelligence at DePaul <laughs> University. Now, he's also the author of The Ghost in My Brain, How a Concussion Stole My Life, and How the New Science of Brain Plasticity Helped Me Get It Back. So thank you for joining us, Dr. Clark. Uh, He's Dr. Clark. Clark. He's got a Dr. PhD, Clark. right? Okay. How, how you doing, Clark? <laughs> Very well. Dr. Vanetti, Kimberly, Ethan, Jeff, thank you for having me on. Well, You're without, welcome. Without getting too off track, because obviously you have a really uh, impressive, remarkable story, but yeah. the fact that you work with AI, I have to know, where are we at with artificial intelligence, and mm-hmm. when can I get myself a robot butler? I need one. Well, as I say in the book... One human brain is roughly equivalent to 50 million desktop computers, which if you laid them end to end would stretch from here to Beijing with another 5,000 miles to spare. So we have a long ways to go. The brain is a magnificent device and we're not close. Yeah, I like that idea, though, Ethan. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I hope it happens <laughs> in my lifetime. So, Clark, your uh, story is pretty remarkable, mm-hmm. um, and it all started with a car crash back in 1999. So can you uh, take us back to that day? Yes, I was rear-ended while waiting at a stoplight. Uh, I didn't take the car crash seriously. I ignored the advice of the EMTs and continued on to teach my class at DePaul University. But even in the moment of impact, strange things began happening in my life. Uh, After class, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk through the doorway. I couldn't get downstairs. Even in the parking lot, it wasn't just that I couldn't find my car. I couldn't really even understand what a car was at that point. Wow. And that began my eight-year odyssey with concussion brain damage. Wow. Holy cow. So you, you didn't have to go to the hospital, obviously. What Did you just have whiplash or severe concussion? I'm sure you found this out later, right? Yeah, several days later. Uh, although I, I thought, oh, gee, I'm just shaken up. That's the thing with concussion mm-hmm. is you look fine, and you can't believe there's anything wrong. But after this episode where it took me six hours to realize I'd put my shoes on the wrong feet, I finally headed into the hospital a few days after the crash, spent seven hours there, and they did diagnose me with a severe concussion. Oh, my goodness. Clark, obviously a professor, you're a very intelligent man. It's surprising, though, that you wouldn't seek medical Mm -hmm. assistance after the accident. Do you think that your, your ability to make decisions was impaired by the accident that maybe forced you not to no no that's not the point uh physicians and individuals with that is at this level of intelligence they usually refuse to believe that they can be affected and what they do is they never go to the hospital or they they fight to go to the hospital Mm -hmm. and unless happens something like happens uh to dr um elliot will not will not really recognize and am i correct doc 
Uh, absolutely. There's really two aspects of that uh, that I, I can comment on. First, I did get MRIs, CT scans. I saw the best neurologists, the rehab centers, and uh, everyone was in agreement that mm-hmm. after the first couple years, uh, Clark Elliott, you will never get better. No one ever recovers from this kind of brain damage. So uh, I did seek help, but uh, there was none really available at the time. You know, it it says here in the notes that you crossed paths with two brilliant Chicago-area research clinics. One was an optometrist um, using some sort of neurodevelopmental techniques, and the other was a cognitive restructuring uh, specialist. Mm -hmm. Why don't you explain kind of what that is and how it helped you regain brain plasticity? Kimberly, I was at the point where... I was going to lose my job, lose my house, lose custodianship of my children. This was a last gasp effort, and I sought uh, one last, uh, I made one last search using the term brain plasticity after reading a, uh, a wonderful book by Norman Doidge called The Brain That Changes Itself. We had him on as a across. guest, actually, recently. That's, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's not- a wonder- wonderful man. Yeah. And using just that term, I found Donnelly Marcus, the cognitive restructuring specialist who rebuilds brains using, of all things, paper and pencil puzzles, Hmm. connect the dots puzzles, relationship puzzles, and then her colleague, to whom she immediately referred me, uh, the optometrist Deborah Zielinski, both uh, just north of Chicago. And uh, the idea behind brain plasticity, of course, is that there's healthy real estate in the brain out there, this massive computational device that can be used to take over functioning for damaged parts, even after, in my case, eight years. So Donna Lee uh, worked with, uh, with Debbie Zielinski by, uh, well, Zielinski gave me prescription eyeglasses that bent the light through my retinas and activated different paths, paths through my brain. We could think of that as a, like dirt road for this retinal processing. Hmm. And then Donna Lee Marcus, using the brain puzzles, uh, turned those dirt roads into well, superhighways that once again allowed me to be a professor of artificial intelligence. And the remarkable thing is, even after eight years, I was about 70% recovered within just uh, that first month. Holy it, wow. What, is this something that you have to continually do to retain or, what, what you've gained? Or once you get it, you have it for life? I am, uh, you know, I did continue with the eyeglasses, uh, successive six pairs of uh, prescription eyeglasses for two years. Okay. Uh, and I did the brain puzzles for about six months. But I was pretty well fully recovered uh, at the end of the year. Um, and I am now completely fully recovered. In fact, my brain is in better shape, I would say, even than prior to the accident. Um, okay. And uh, this is permanent recovery. Now, I think the parts of my brain that were damaged are still damaged. Uh, okay. This is true of, of most concussions that uh, we feel better, usually, you know, in the first uh, uh, month, sometimes in the first few months. But the damage is permanent. It's just that our plastic brains have, have worked around the damage. So in my case, I am absolutely fully recovered. I don't need anything special in my life. Uh, the recovery is, is, is permanent and complete. Excellent. That's fantastic. Uh, we have to wrap things up with you. Uh, Clark Elliott, Associate Professor of Artificial Intelligence at DePaul University and also author of Ghost in My Brain, How a Concussion Stole My Life and How the New Science of Brain Plasticity Helped Me Get It Back. Pick up the book and thank you for joining us, yeah. Dr. Elliott. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Take Thank care. you. Good stuff. And also, uh, www.clarkelliot.com, probably where you can pick up a copy of the book. Yep. 
Well, that wraps up American Medicine Today this week. Check us out anytime on the iHeartRadio app, keyword AMT. I think everybody was shocked, like, really, you had surgery today? I had a drain tube. I was at my desk doing payroll for 200 employees, worked till night, got up, went to bed. Actually, the recovery was great. I mean, I really immediately felt the difference. I was able to go back to work within a couple of days. The progress after each procedure was amazingly good. The recovery, all told, has been phenomenal. The recovery was pretty easy. I was able to walk around after surgery with no problem. And when I got up off that table, it was like, you know, like a reborn again when I was able to walk off that table and walk out and go for lunch. I went in there at 10 o'clock, got operated on. At 12 o'clock, I was walking out on my own. We went to the Bonatti Institute, and that was the day, the turning point in my life. This type of surgery is so much more advanced, and the recovery time is so much less that it's just a no-brainer. If you've got pain, go to Bonatti. This is the honest-to-God truth, and was recovering. I didn't feel anything. The pain that I was suffering is gone. I can go back to work in like three days. The surgeries that I had, actually, I recovered very easily from, I would say. Um, I actually went to work the following afternoon. That afternoon, when it was done, I actually felt so much better already. Six days after surgery, I was back in the gym, slowly but surely working my way back to, back to fighting, back, back to basically 100% of fighting, you know? So six days, and everybody was in awe, like, didn't you just get out of surgery? I'm like, yeah. I feel great and like okay let's see how you do and I was rolling with everybody and I'm in the advanced class so that sounds a lot right there. First time I came in here was Monday and today is Thursday. I've had two surgeries and am doing fantastic. I'm still in shock that I can walk. That's all within four days. Benati succeeds where others fail.